Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to episode 207. My name is Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, are you struggling to stand out in your business? Your marketing message is just not cutting through all of the noise. According to my guest today, don't manufacture your stories. The truth, no matter how ordinary it may seem, is always more interesting. Joining me on today's show is Jo Johnson. She is a coast-dwelling, storytelling kind of gal. She's an author, a dancer, a mother and a lover, and she's been a word nerd her entire life and business babe for half of it. She loves things all online, or she loves things that are all online, especially for blogging and shopping. And her buzz comes from helping business people, that's you, find their own voice amongst the noise and grow in confidence and revenue, of course, by sharing their stories. Now, on today's show, Joe's going to share how to uncover your writer's voice, your own voice, so that you can be unapologetically you in your marketing. How to use stories in your content marketing to deliver your value. And guess what? This is not just campfire chit-chat. As well as how to use batching and repurposing so that you can reduce your overwhelm, which is often you know associated with producing content for a business and so much more. So welcome to the show, Joe. So thank you for having me. It's great to be here, Anne-Marie. This is a topic that many ambitious entrepreneurs struggle with. How do I stand out from the crowd? How do I cut through the noise? Storytelling and my voice, it's all quite overwhelming and confusing, isn't it? Or can be. For you, it's not, of course, but for others, yes. Yes, it certainly is. Look, I think the world of business has become so cluttered. It's so noisy out there in the online space that people are really, really struggling now to just find a way to be comfortable being themselves mm. and to, um, you know, to be able to uh, compete, I suppose, even if they don't feel like they have, um, you know, hundreds of direct competitors, there is always someone else sort of vying for attention. Mm. So it's become a really troubled space. But as all entrepreneurs know, and all business owners know, we are all marketers as well now for ourselves and for our services. So there has to be a way. Yes, absolutely. And I think also too, not only do we really want to distinguish ourselves from a lot of the noise, but I think particularly as women, we can relate to this and and men too, don't want to generalize, but I know women uh, have got this as an area that they often struggle with is the imposter syndrome and, you know, how can I, my voice, how how is that even going to even cut through the noise? Yet what you say is, look, take the time to uncover your own writer's voice. It is enough. 
And once you do, you really can show up as unapologetically you and your marketing. And that's when we have the confidence and courage to do that. That's when our voice really can stand out, can't it? Yes, absolutely. And look, what I know for absolute sure is that it's exhausting trying to be somebody else. Mm. You just you just can't keep that up. And I see it time and time again where people have gone beyond the point of just looking at leaders in their industry and instead have started to try and become like those people. And in doing so, they're losing sight and losing sound of who they actually are. So mm. they're writing uh, in particular and their videos become just a copy of somebody else in their space with their own name inserted almost. Yes. And it's it just doesn't cut it anymore because the problem is that what happens when you do that is that you lose congruency. Um, you know, so for instance, if I'm following you on Facebook for 18 months, then I sign up for your email list and I start perhaps receiving your blogs. And then I actually meet you in person. Mm -hmm. If you've been pretending through your writing or copying somebody else, and then I meet you in person and your actual physical voice and your manner and your demeanor don't match, then I'm going to be confused. And yeah. a confused mind always says no. So, you know, that, that loss of congruency is a really big problem for people when they um, spend their time marketing online in a voice and a tone and a way that is not truly them. So what are some things that we can start to look at to help us really clearly define and uncover our own voice so that we can more authentically get out there in our own voice, whether it be in person, online, in our newsletter? What are some things we need to start to think about? So the first one is to trust that you actually know enough and that you are enough. Oh, and I'm yeah. not going to get all sort of <laughs> philosophical on you here, but the, the truth is that you've bothered to open a business. You've hung the sign on the door. You've got the business cards because you have enough knowledge about a particular area, whether it's that you, you offer a service or whether you are a practitioner or whether you um, are selling and importing product you know enough about that area to be brave enough to have actually opened the doors to the business. So then you need to take that one step further and say, okay, well, I've bothered to open the business. I need to trust my knowledge about this area because the thing is that you are always one step ahead of the people who are seeking your help. Mm. Otherwise, they wouldn't be seeking your help. Yes. <laughs> They'd be doing it themselves. So you need to trust that you know enough about your thing and that you then can talk about that thing. The second thing I would suggest is that have a listen to yourself when you're talking with prospects or when you're talking with your partner or when you're talking with friends or people at a networking event about what you do. Like almost sort of step outside yourself and listen to the way that you explain what you do, the way that you're passionate about your industry or your niche and try and remember the way that you explain things and the language that you use and then use that in your marketing. Because what I've seen over and over again is that people can tell me what they do in, in gorgeous, elaborate language that's theirs and that's passionate and that's exciting and it's uniquely their own tone. And then they sit down in front of a computer and try and write an ad or write some copy for their website or write a blog and they get all stiff. Mm. You know, they get all sort of 
grade five English or, you know, mm -hmm. like they're, they're trying to write a uni essay or trying to write a research piece and they get all technical and academic and, and fall apart. And so I really encourage you to listen to how you explain what you do to other people or how you talk to your, your customers and try and, um, try and get that language to come through in your writing as well. And the third thing is to, um, I mean, we all know video is an amazing medium. It's being celebrated by Google and Facebook and they're our two biggest technology behemoths at the moment. So you need to kind of play their game. What can happen with video is that it can really help you with your writing too, because a lot of people, once you get over the fear of the camera in your face, when you explain something, so say you're doing a video blog on a particular area of interest for your customers, by talking it out, you probably are going to be, again, much more natural in the way that you explain things. Then what you can do is get your videos transcribed. And in that process, and you can do this very cheaply, you can get someone via Upwork or something like that who can transcribe your videos in, into written content and then you can have a look at that content and you can repurpose that. You can turn it into a written blog. You can turn it into dozens of, of Facebook or Instagram posts or LinkedIn articles. And in doing so and in having your, your spoken word transcribed, you're more likely to pick up those nuances and those things that you say and, and that are uniquely yours and you'll be able to to transport that into your written word. Mm. I think one of the things that I often seen you've spoken to this in the some of the language that we use to describe um, how we can support people because we're trying to be too creative and, and not really speak the language of our ideal clients. Sometimes people just don't understand what we're saying. It might, you know, be, you might have spoke to, taken hours to create something but unless someone understands what you're saying yeah, yeah you really need to consider that too don't you absolutely and look the the best English is the plain English <laughs> um, you know we can often get too caught up in acronyms and industry jargon and you know all that sort of clever language mm. um, and really our, our clients or our prospects rather just want to hear what you've got to offer and how you can help them solve a problem yeah that's all it's about so you need to speak plainly to them they're not the experts in your niche so therefore they're not going to perhaps understand all of the the lingo that you use mm -hmm. so speak plainly speak clearly to their problems and more importantly like really speak in your own own voice Yes, you need to reflect that of your prospects, but it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing because I truly believe that the people who are your best clients and best prospects are those who are akin to you anyway. Mm. So they're going to understand your sort of language. Yes. So trust that your own voice is, is enough and is great and it's the one that you, you, know, you were born with and you need to use in your writing and um, you know, speak plainly so that people understand what you actually have to offer. Let's talk about using stories in our content marketing to deliver value and that this is not just campfire chit chat. Let's share a little bit more about this. Yeah, look, storytelling is like the oldest form of communication. It's been around forever. It's become quite a buzz in the last couple of years in sort of entrepreneurial scene. But the truth is it's been around forever and it did start as, as you know, people sitting around the caves, around the campfire, sharing insights. And that kind of era was, you know, I mean, that's the biggest chunk of time, well before sort of the broadcast era appeared. 
and and everybody had an idea and everybody's idea was valid and it got shared via you know Chinese whispers I suppose mm. and and the stories that were the most profound that had the best lessons in them were the ones that were shared most often there was then this time this chunk of time this broadcast era where the rise of TV and the rise of radio um, meant that really we we shifted from that storytelling perspective where everybody's idea was valid and we moved to a point where it was only the guys with the most money whose idea seemed to be validated and that was because you know the cokes and pepsis and mcdonald's of the world were able to buy the broadsheet mm. or the biggest ad slot so people had to kind of suck that up as consumers we were just told that this is the best burger or this is the best soft drink and that's the way it was happily we've shifted away from that where now again it's not just about those who've got the most money whose idea gets heard but it's back to that storytelling space where everybody's ideas are valid social media means that we are all publishers now we mm. all have access to a publishing platform we all have a way to share our voice equally and it's not about who's got the most money really anymore it's about whose ideas again are the most valid and so instead of sharing them around a campfire or across the tribes, you know, we're sharing them via virtual networks. And it's about saying, well, whose idea stands out the most for me? Because it's showing the best transformation. It's showing me how I can go from A, where I have this certain problem or this certain need, and I can go to B, where that need has been met and I've moved on. And so I like to be able to help business owners draw on their own experiences, their own personal and professional experiences, learn how to craft those into stories that then people can relate to. Because I'm not going to remember facts and figures. Mm. I'm not going to remember how you took someone like from here to here by doing this process thing. What I want to hear is that, you know, somebody that worked with you felt like this, they had this same problem. And then I start to lean into the story because I can relate. And then you can show me how by working with you, they have gone from here to there and their story has unfolded before you. And you're going to be much more likely to remember the lesson or the transformation in that piece of marketing than you are any of the facts and figures in it. I've got a, an example of that where someone reflected a story that I shared back to them and it completely changed the course of my business or it solidified some of the things that I was thinking. And it was about eight, eight to 10 months ago, I went to a networking event and I was talking about um, sort of the brand communications, that kind of thing. And then one of my contacts who was there said to me, tell us more about the podcast and she hadn't said anything about that. And then I went and was sharing and all of the people in the room said, as soon as I started speaking about that, sharing the story, my whole physique changed. And mm -hmm. when they reflected that back to me, I thought, that's really interesting. And now, of course, we're doing yeah. this full time. But it's in the stories that we connect with something emotionally, don't we? And then we that, that moves those around us because it, it captures their attention too in the best of ways. Oh, it absolutely does. And it's like reading, you know, it's like reading a great book. You know, you identify, the reason it's a great book for you as a reader is because you identify with the hero of the story. Mm. You identify with where they're at and then the journey they take. You know, this is the old-fashioned kind of fiction pyramid, this, the story arc where you, you, you follow the ride of that hero 
urging them towards the end mm. and you know there's ups and downs on the way and there's a climax and there's there's competing um you know efforts to go left or right and then they come out the other end and the thing is that in a book this the hero comes to a resolution but as a reader of that book i haven't got my own resolution yet because i'm not you know i'm not that hero but what that does then if you're delivering that book or that piece of writing that piece of marketing to me is that it makes me lean in and want that resolution and the resolution comes how it comes from working with you mm. so that's how as a business owner you can position yourself as the best option for that reader the best solution for that problem because you've taken your reader on the journey and you've shown how that hero of your story can come to this amazing place. And so you're inviting the reader to come to that amazing place with you too. Yeah. And I would imagine as you're working through this process with clients, and it was, I know that if, when I was sharing that story, if I recall that, it just flowed because it was who I yeah. was. A lot of us who do tend to struggle with marketing and it just feels like oh just this you know this thing that I've learned it's different when you capture your story doesn't it it becomes who you are and it just flows naturally from you it's a huge uh, difference yeah. isn't there absolutely it is and I can share my own story on that when I first started my business many moons ago I thought what people wanted from me was this very um, you know technically correct sort of SEO well-written articles about how to write a great headline and how mm. to write SEO copy and all that. My my business was more copywriting back in the in the early days. And, you know, people would read it and go, oh, that's really useful information. Great, thanks. But there wasn't a whole lot of emotion or, mm. or joy coming out of that. And when I sat back and thought about, well, what do I like to read and what really, how am I as a person? You know, I'm not like technically minded for people. When they come to my studio, they don't get this sort of, same cookie cutter, you know, prescription or, or process every time. I'm very warm and I'm I'm engaged with them and I'm a bit dramatic and dancey and theatrical mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So I thought, okay, I need to change up what I'm doing here with my writing. And so the minute I started to to write in stories on my blog was the minute everything shifted for my business. Mm -hmm. People started to engage more with it. They're like, oh my God, I love this stuff. And thanks for the lesson, by the way. But, you know, yeah. I loved how it was delivered. And it really fundamentally shifted things for me. Mm -hmm. You get a warmth and it happens really fast. Like I can bang out those blogs in 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm not agonizing over these, the marketing for hours and hours and hours, even though I'm a marketer and that's, that's my background professionally. You know, when it comes to your own business, it can still be tough because you're trying to sell yourself. But I don't agonize over that stuff anymore and nor do my clients when they really get this because mm -hmm. it does start to flow a whole lot easier. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, as you said, the engagement level of your ideal clients and community who are reading that, they really tap in to that as well. And I think it also uh, aligns with the fact that one of the things that you're saying, your own writer's voice, your own story, it's authentic. No one else can copy that no matter how hard they try because they haven't got the same experiences and, and other um, elements of the story to, to share. So no one can copy this, can they? No, that's right. And that's why it's so fun to, to figure out how to do this storytelling piece because I show my clients how 
everyday experiences can be turned into marketing. Mm. And when you learn how to do that, A, nobody's ever going to be copying you because nobody's having the same experiences or the same day as you. And B, you're, you have a never ending, like an unending source of inspiration for marketing yeah. because you literally can turn you know, uh, a, a, um, a comment from a shop assistant or something your child did or the weather or, um, you know, a gym experience into a lesson mm -hmm. for your audience mm -hmm. when you know how. And it just makes makes it a whole lot easier not sitting there down at the keyboard going, oh, my God, how else am I going to say this thing that I do? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it, it's really much more fun and much nicer to be able to have this unending source of inspiration and you you're guaranteed no one else is going to be telling the same story oh absolutely and what i love about using just everyday occurrences and being able to weave your story around that is that many of us absolutely get those everyday experiences you know stuck in the car or this or that and when we are able to pick up on that story it's such a gem because we we know we're there we're engaged we know exactly what they're talking about and then when they weave their story then we are taken on that journey journey where they're then able to share the insight the wisdom that kind of thing it's priceless oh it is it absolutely is and I still have people come up to me you know sort of six months 12 months later if they're meeting me for the first time having either read my book or read my blog and they say oh my god I still remember that gym experience <laughs> you know or I still remember that guy you talked about blah 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 yeah and they relay the characters because they remember mm. the characters and in so doing, they then remember the lesson Yeah. without, you know, you haven't had to bang them over the head with it and tell them in sort of academic process way, you know, this is what I do mm. and this is what it means to you. You're just telling a story and, and it's much more fun. I mean, we, we get told stories from the time we're children for very good reason mm -hmm. because kids kids don't want to hear step one, step two, step three. No. Oh, look, and this this is really, I think, because of the storytelling. I can't remember where I read this, but studies were shown and they did, um, uh, you know, monitoring of the brain. I mean, as adults and, and, and even as adult learners and, and consumers, when we feel that we are being lectured to or spoken down to, like, here's the lesson you need to learn, we yeah. almost, our brain switches off because it's like, no, no, you're not going to tell me anything, even if that insight really was going to be valuable to us it's just instantaneously we we have that skepticism or that no 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 no. yet the story bypasses all of that skepticism doesn't it and opens us up to the possibility of some form of change yes yes yeah. absolutely i mean our brains are actually hardwired for stories mm. we actually when when we engage more senses so we're actually engaging a different part of the brain when we're hearing stories so that we we can actually have a physical reaction yeah. you know i mean you could be watching a a James Bond film with him on top of the train. Is he going to get the bad guy? Is he going to make it through the tunnel? And you can actually feel sweat prickling under your arms yeah. or your hands getting clammy. You know, you have almost a physical reaction to a great story or your heart starts beating when the guy is going to get the girl, you know, mm. and and it's very much when when more of your body and more of your your brain is engaged, you are far more likely to remember what that was about than you are if you're sitting in front of a PowerPoint being lectured to. Yes. <laughs> and showing percentages <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, right. yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yes.
We know as businesses we've got a lot on our to-do list, so having to produce content on an ongoing basis can really be overwhelming. You've got some insights to share around batching, around repurposing. Now, I know the, the word term batching has been used before, but someone may not have yet heard that. So first explain what batching is and how can that help us? Sure. So batching is the process simply of doing one task multiple times in one period, you know, one period mm -hmm. of time. So for instance, instead of sitting down and writing, <clears throat> excuse me, writing a blog <clears throat> on Monday and then publishing it on Friday and then writing a blog on Thursday and publishing it the following Tuesday, you'd sit down on Monday and write four blogs in a row. Mm. Okay, and the reason to do that is twofold. The first is that a you're much much less likely to be distracted by other things because mm -hmm. you set aside the time and you say today is blog writing day, and you just get on and do that. And secondly, you're in the flow of a particular style of writing, so you're in the in the mode of that long form writing, and your head is all around the topics that you're. That you're writing on so it's a great way to quickly and effectively create content so you might have a blog writing day once a month and produce your entire month's worth of blogs or you might have a video recording day where you've done the hair and done the makeup and and you're there and you do six hours worth of recording of videos and it's a, just a simply a much better use of time to produce content than doing you know half a blog here putting it away getting distracted by email then having a client come in and then try and finish the other half tomorrow etc etc yeah, makes a lot of sense. And let's talk about repurposing. I know sometimes people feel a little bit hesitant to repurpose or even to reshare something, maybe in a different format or what have you, because, oh, you know, I've already released that. But in actual fact, it would be a great thing to have where someone said to us, hey, I've read that before. I've seen you explain that on a video. It really often is not the case. So repurposing is such a great way, isn't it? Yeah, sure is. And it's also, again, a much more effective way of using what you've already written or produced whether it's a video or a written blog and you know making that work harder for you mm -hmm. so that you don't feel like you're always having to come up with new ideas so for instance you might as I said you might spend a day doing uh, six hours producing four or five video blogs and then what you can do, if you're lucky enough to have a virtual assistant or a content manager, you can hand this over to them. Mm. If not, you can do it yourself and then down the track as you, as you expand, you can get someone to help you with this. You can get that video transcribed. And then once it's transcribed, you can tidy it up and turn it into a written blog. And then you can extract the audio from it and put it on your podcast. Then you can pop it up, the full video up to both Facebook and to your YouTube channel, then you can give it an image for that you've that you've put on the blog, and you can pop that up on Instagram. Then you can turn your written blog into a, about a dozen to eighteen different Facebook and um, LinkedIn posts. Mm. So from one day of doing some video content, where you know your your joy and your gem as a business owner is the ideas. Yeah, you are the ideas person, mm -hmm. you're the person with all the knowledge. So get that out in one long form piece of, of content, whether it be written or video, and then make it work hard for you by 
sorting that out and cutting and slicing and dicing it into multiple social profile pieces and, you know, sharing that across the following month. You can always link back to the original source if you want to. Um, you know, that's going to highlight your blog even further. And certainly don't be scared of people seeing it or feeling like, you know, people are going to see it over and over again because it looks different in different formats. So yeah. the other thing is that people are very um, aware that, you know, there are different types of, of learners and, and readers. So some will love a video, others will love a podcast and others will love written word. Mm -hmm. Others will just love seeing the image on Instagram. So you're not going to capture all the same people consuming all of those pieces of content. Yeah, such a great uh, a great way. And really, once you've got that process uh, that you've you've documented out that workflow, as you say, you can get someone on your team to do that, so, which allows you then to spend time on putting those stories together, creating that content that is going out there and impacting the world. And as you say, sometimes you know, as consumers, we may need to read, see, hear, watch a piece of content multiple times before we actually take action. So it's helpful for us mm. to have that message continue to, to be there, empowering us to the point where, yep, got to take action on that. So it's certainly <laughs> yeah, worthwhile. Abs mm. Absolutely. It can take five to seven times for somebody to see, you know, a, a marketing message or an advertising message to actually recall it enough mm. and to understand how it can help them enough to take action yeah. so never be afraid of putting out the same message but in different formats um, and also being mindful that you know you put something on your Facebook page and you may have 5,000 fans on there but about two percent of them are going to see it yeah. it's unfortunate but that's the way that uh, the Facebook algorithm works and so you know, you need to also be considering things like Facebook advertising, promoting your posts, creating ads from that content as well to try and get the reach further afield. Mm. Great insights. Joe. we have just learned so much from you. If people have um, taken down lots of notes and yet they're ready to take it to the next level, find out more about you and the services and support that you offer, how can they do that? Sure, they can find me at my website, thecontentcoach.com.au or on Facebook, uh, The Content Coach, same on Instagram, The Content Coach, <laughs> keeping it nice and simple. And um, look, I, I you know, definitely would love to hear from your listeners and help them out further if they'd like to. Fantastic. Well, that takes us to the end of another show. And I know that you've got incredible value on in our content and understanding and refining your voice is something that many of you struggle with. So please reach out, contact Jo, and uh, I'm sure she'll be able to su support you. Now, if this is the very first time you are listening to the show, thank you so much. It really has been an honor that you've spent some time with us. If you subscribed to the show recently, you're going to be the first person to know when another guest experts interview has been released all you need to do to even to access the show notes and to check out some more information about joe ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash aes 207 that's ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash aes 207 and uh, all the details on how you can subscribe to the show is there too have a fantastic week everyone and catch you again next week see you later joe bye
Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out, be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you my step-by-step podcast production workflow checklist, including the tools I use, as well as a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.